This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I want to start with the story of Justine Sacco. Ever heard of her? Ever? Do you know the name Justine Sacco? Anybody? Anybody? Stu does. Well, Stu does. Just because we talked about Anybody it else? a little bit. Yeah, you, you know, so you remember? Ago, yeah. yeah, okay. But you would not know that name if you were the average person. Right. Yet, you most likely know the story. And we're going to start there with uh, John Ronson, uh, author of the book, So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Hello, John. How are you, sir? Hey, Glenn. I'm well. How are you? I'm really good. I, um, uh, we were having this conversation the other day, uh, about a month ago, uh, internally, and we're like, what happens to these people? We've just moved on with our life, but their life is just a wreck. And Stu is a fan of yours and read this book, and he said, oh, you've got to read this book. So we wanted to bring you on to tell some of the stories, because they are truly fascinating. They are. And and by the way, I'm glad that you equated it in a way to fake news, because I think the two things are kind of connected. I do, um, too. In, yeah. In a story like Justine Sacco, the world... Wait, 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 wait. wait. Before we get there, uh-huh. explain how you think they're connected. Well, because when something like the Justine Sacco incident happens, uh, and there's many incidents like that, the world gets to know a tiny sliver of information about a person, and then they decide to draw huge amounts of inferences. Um, A a person is defined uh, in their totality by a single tweet that they wrote, and, and then all hell breaks loose. So in a way, it's kind of like fake news. It's like you take a little slither of a fact that means nothing, and you create an entire narrative out of it. But isn't it also a lot like celebrity news? I mean, the paparazzi, they take one picture, they Mm. take one salacious piece, and your whole life is destroyed. Yeah, I I remember someone saying to me, um, you know, one of the ironies is that Twitter uh, claims to hate tabloids and tabloid yeah. television, yeah, uh-huh. that's exactly how, how we behave every day. It is. It yeah. is. Okay, so, um, so Justine... hypocrisies, I think. So Justine, she gets onto a plane, and she's going to South Africa. Yeah. And before she gets on the plane, she tweets. Yeah. Well, she'd been tweeting little stupid jokes all day. So when she went from New York to London, she tweeted something about a German passenger with BO. I mean, she was not great on Twitter. She was kind of acerbic and not hugely likable, but she had 170 Twitter followers and was basically basically a, a bad comedian tweeting into an empty room. So she gets to uh, Heathrow and she writes the tweet that then went around the world. Uh, and the tweet was, going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS, just kidding, I'm white. Uh, now, mm. um, I mean, not not good. <laughs> however, you think? <laughs> however, when I met Justine Sacco a couple of weeks later, I, I'm to this day the only journalist who's ever interviewed her, and I met her in a bar, and I asked her to explain the joke, 
And she said, living in America puts us in a bit of a bubble when it comes to what is going on in the third world. I was making fun of that bubble. So when you look at it in that perspective, it's not as bad a joke. And that's, I think, kind of obvious from the joke. I mean, people are acting as if she thought white people couldn't get AIDS, which is obviously completely absurd. It's obvious she was commenting on this disconnect between America and what goes on around the world. And, you know, you say it's a bad joke, and it is a tasteless joke, and, you know, not funny because she's not a comedian, but isn't that, I mean, jokes are kind of like art. It's all, you know, subjective, uh, it is to some regard, and everybody does that. Everybody jokes. It's not like you have to have a license to make a joke. Sure. I mean, I suppose what you could say about that joke is that it's a kind of poorly executed version of a of a kind of honourable liberal joke. Um, so, for instance, it's exactly the kind of joke that's made in South Park all the time. It's 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 the kind of joke mm-hmm. that Randy Newman, who I love, has has made his has based a career on. You you do a kind of exaggerated version of your own privilege and mock it. So it so it's actually a left wing joke. Um, mm-hmm. But she never got a chance to explain that to anybody because of what happened next. So we'll okay. see what happened next. So she gets onto the plane. They seal the door. They say, turn off your phones and your devices, and uh, we'll turn them back on once you get to South Africa. Right. Any, anybody who has flown over just the continent of Africa knows that's a never-ending trip. <laughs> it was about 11 hours of, yeah. of blissful ignorance. She slept. Um, there was no Wi-Fi internet on the plane. Um, so, and then she um, woke up at, at Cape Town as the plane was taxiing on the runway. She turned on her phone and immediately a text came up from a friend, from somebody she hadn't spoken to in 20 years, that said, I am so sorry to see what's happening to you right now. Uh, and then so she looked at it kind of baffled, had no idea of what, what was going on. And then another text from her best friend that said, you need to call me right now. You are the worldwide number one trending topic on Twitter. Imagine how your heart would sink. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, what is happening? Right. And so what was happening was mm-hmm. ugly. Yeah, I mean, hor- horrendous. I should say that I, I don't, some people see this as a, as a kind of, politically biased story, um, mainly because in this particular story, it was um, the left going after her more, I'd say, than the right, although kind of everybody went after her. But these stories happen all the time. Sometimes it's the right against the left. Sometimes it's the left against the right. It's the kind of horrificness of the story, I think, that matters as opposed to um, which side of the political spectrum you're on. And, and she was, and she was actually left. It was left going after left, after left. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, well, so the first thing that happened was one of 170 Twitter followers sent the tweet to a journalist at Gorka uh, called Sam oh Biddle. God. I know, and and, that, and so he delightedly retweeted it uh, to his 15,000 followers, saying. Um, uh, in fact, I spoke to Sam Biddle not long afterwards, and I said, how did that feel to have started the onslaught against Justine? And he said it felt delicious. And then he said, but I'm sure she's okay now. 
but she wasn't okay. Unbelievable. Yeah, Unbelievable. I'm sure she's okay now. You know, you know, we, we love to play psychological tricks on ourselves to not feel bad about the bad things that we do. So, um, so when you met with her, how long after this absolute firestorm? She lost her job. She, yeah. I mean, her life was destroyed. Oh, in the totally. book, you in the book you say, well. It wasn't, you know, necessarily the perfect job for you. And she's like, yeah, I, I think it was my ultimate dream job that she yeah, lost. it was. See, and the thing is, it was everybody. Her shaming was a shaming that the whole world could get behind. So philanthropists started shaming her and tweeting things like, in the light of this disgusting joke, I am donating to Aid to Africa. And then trolls started going after her, saying somebody HIV positive should rape her. And then we'll find out oh if her skin God. color protects her from AIDS. Of course, oh, nobody geez. went after that person. Um, hipsters went after her. A hashtag started trending worldwide. Hashtag has Justine landed yet? Um, and so, and people were tweeting that I, I'm in this bar, and I really want to go home and go to bed, but I can't until Justine Sacco lands, and I see what happens when she turns on her phone. <laughs> um, and the, she and she didn't even know when she's walking in the airport. I saw this in your book, a picture of hmm. her walking in the airport and somebody takes a picture and tweets here she's finally landed and she's wearing sunglasses to hide her shame did she even know at the time I, at that point she knew i think she'd, she'd found out because that was a baggage claim and she found out as as she was getting off the plane so i think she'd known for about 20 minutes but i wouldn't <laughs> say it was well was it shame i mean it was certainly fear and distress yeah. and yeah. agony and maybe some shame um she, uh, oh, you know, corporations got involved. Uh, GoGo, the internet, the, the white, you know, the f- flight yeah. internet people tweeted something like, next time you're getting on a plane, Justine Sacco, maybe you should choose a GoGo flight. So corporations <laughs> got involved. Um, of course, her, her, her employers essentially fired her over Twitter. Um, Somebody linked to a flight tracker website so the whole world could watch as her plane um, got closer and closer to landing. Uh, <laughs> These are the worst sta- okay. instincts so, of humanity. So I, mean, I, I want to I, I go, because there's a couple of things in this story. We have two other stories I want to get to, but there's some other things in this story about group madness and, and what you write about, about a, a poorly worded joke, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, but I, I, I want to know... Uh, how long after did you talk to her? And have you talked to her since? What, what has changed in her life? Well, I, okay, so the first time I talked to her was probably about two weeks later when I met her in a bar and she was just crushed. I mean, she, she couldn't stop crying. Um, she she just couldn't believe the sort of mess, you know, that, that the whole world had got her wrong. Um, she just couldn't, she couldn't believe it. And then I spoke to her again a couple of months after that. Um, she lost her job and she continued to lose her job for about a year when she finally got a new job. And of course, when Twitter found out that she'd finally got a new job after a year, they tried to get her fired all over again. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Cause you know, when we watch making a murderer, whose side are we on? We're on the side of the kind hearted defense attorney. But when we have the power, what do we turn into? Hanging judges. Mm. Um, I know, it's really, I, it's like, we, are, we are witch hunters. Yeah, mm. 
<laughs> but I don't, want to, I don't want to go too far with the metaphors, but I remember at one point in the midst of this, I sort of yelled to my, to my wife, it's like year zero, it's like the Khmer Rouge. And my wife was like, it's not like the Khmer Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But honestly, it is the <laughs> same mentality of the witch hunt. We're just not burning them at the stake, but it yeah. is the same group insanity. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's done, um, you know, in the old days, social sports. Uh, in the old days, social psychologists would say that this is madness. This is literal madness that we lose our sense of sanity in a crowd. But I don't think that was what was happening. What, what was happening was um, people, you know, within the echo chamber of Twitter, People wanted to, it was like a sort of form of performance piety. People wanted to show the people who followed them on Twitter that mm. they cared about people dying of AIDS in Africa. So um, to, to perform wow. that kind of uh, public compassion, everybody committed this profoundly uncompassionate act of tearing somebody apart while she was asleep on a plane. Mm. All right, yeah. John, we'll be back uh, with John uh, Ronson. The name of the book is So You've Been Publicly Shamed. It is a fascinating look at the past, but also the future, because we are one tweet away, each of us, from this happening to us. And you think you're not, um, uh, you know, open for this. Well, she didn't think so either. Everybody is. She had 170 Twitter followers. Nobody was following her. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. The Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. So, John... We were talking during the break. We're with uh, John Ronson. So you've been publicly shamed. We're talking about that uh, woman um, uh, that went over to Africa on the plane. She tweeted something. It was taken out of context. She was incommunicado for 11 hours. The world went crazy. We're looking for our tweet. We think that we tweeted a, a, a kind of a... Talked about we it. talked about it. Or we show. talked about it. Uh, a, a, a weak defense of her because we didn't know all the all the facts, but we were like, "This sounds like a joke." It's written that way. It looks right. like it's a joke mocking the separation. Right. So, mm. so and, and we're looking up for the tweets because we believe we were also attacked. And this is the problem. This is why people don't say, "Hey, guys, let's be reasonable," because yeah. then immediately, oh, of course you're saying that you're a hater too. Right. In fact, um, a really great. British feminist writer called Helen Lewis uh, that night tweeted, I'm not sure Justine Sacco deserves what she's getting. Maybe her tweet wasn't intended to be racist. And straight away she got a whole bunch of tweets like, well, you're just a privileged bitch too. Yep. So, so, and she, so to her shame, she, she, she wrote about my book, and that's how I know this story. Uh, to her shame, she, she stayed silent and watched as Justin Sacco's life got torn apart. And she feels bad about that now. Yeah, and feels bad about it. How does the, how does the Gawker guy feel? Um, you know, actually, um, in the summer, he, he, he wrote another article about her when he discovered that she'd got a new job. Wrote another article saying, you know, the lousy has-been's got a new job. So Justine, who I've stayed in touch with the whole time, emailed him and said, look, we've got to have a drink to sort this out. So he met her for a drink and then wrote a bit of a mea culpa article afterwards. 
Um, yeah, so so he, he did some mea culpa. Mm. Really quite amazing how we don't see people as people. Yeah, I, and, you know, both sides do it. Um, that story in particular from my book became really famous because I, I wrote an extract from it for the New York Times and it became really famous. And, and I think a few people misunderstood as a result, thought my book was an attack on, on the left. But that's <laughs> not it at all. I mean, there's plenty of stories no, in my book about the right doing exactly yeah, it's the not, same thing. It's, it's not a left or right thing. It's a human thing. It's like racism. Yeah, racism a, exists everywhere. It's a human thing. It's, for me, it's a story about justice. Like, you know, what we did with Justine Sacco was we tried her, convicted her, and sentenced her to a year in purgatory, not getting another job, while she was asleep on the plane and had no idea there was even a trial. And not only was there no feelings of guilt about that people thought it was hilarious the number of tweets that were like this is the best thing that's ever happened to my friday night hashtag oh has justin sacco landed yet maybe the best thing to happen to my friday night people thought it was so funny that she was um unaware we, of her destruction we we have she did. we have two more stories of destruction and are we engaging in this next we the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. 